Dude, so much to talk to you about. First and foremost, I was kind of blown away because I was at the uh, House of Blues show last week. And you walked by me and I, I was staring at you and staring and going, God, that guy looks familiar. And then come to find out your whole history and who you are and, and how many other times I've seen you within the end and everything else. But um, let's dig into all three phases of your life. And, and I guess let's start with Pistols at Dawn, since that's kind of where I started out. How was that tour just wrapped up going out with the Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH and caught the show at House of Blues, which was fantastic. But uh, you tell me how would that tour go for you, dude? First of all, so I I joined Pistols not too long ago. Um, their original singer left, and I uh, filled in um, at the last moment. Uh, basically, all these things were going down with Pistols at Dawn, and I got a phone call, and I was like, "Hey, it was Adam, the drummer," and he was like, "Hey, we have." uh three months worth of tours and you have <laughs> you have three months worth to learn a whole catalog of music <laughs> if you want to do this tour with us wow and so i said all right dude like i listen to the music and the music is hot i really like it it reminds me of alice and chains and stone temple pilots and all the bands that i used to grow up with yeah and so huge fan of it so i jumped in my studio i started learning the catalog and then we literally hopped on the road we did uh, a, no- a November tour. We just did radio the whole entire month. And then we jumped on Alter Bridge March. When was that? March 3rd. We jumped on Alter Bridge, ran for four weeks. And it's been um, incredible, dude. Like the guys from Alter Bridge are amazing. They're super cool. Um, they're just, you know, down to earth dudes. And, uh, you know, this was a situation where I knew we were going to have to win over the audience because we're playing, we're performing for Alter Bridge's audience yeah. and Mammoth WBH audience. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure how it was going to go down, but, you know, by the third song, we've got people's hands in the air. We have people singing a lot. Like it's, it was legit and it was really, really fun. And I had a blast, man. That's awesome, man. And, and, you know, what an incredible show and lineup. And I was really blown away by Wolfgang Van Halen. I mean, Dude, the, the the voice, the plane. I mean, he's even got the stage banner down. <laughs> like, he's got it all. I didn't even realize how good of a singer he was. Like, obviously, he comes from a musical family, so right. he's got to be good at guitar. <laughs> but, dude, his voice is incredible, man. Yeah, that's what stands out to me first is the voice. It's voice first and then guitar playing second. Agreed. I mean, same. Um, Miles Kennedy, the last night we were on stage, we were in Reno. The last night we were on that tour in Reno, Miles Kennedy says, on, he says, legitimately one of my favorite uh, authentic bands right now is Mammoth WBH. And I totally agree. One of the best <laughs> rock bands around. Yeah, I cannot wait for that second album to see his career blossom, man. he's He's the future right there. He's actually super entertaining too. So watch the latest YouTube video. Oh uh, yeah, the mu- of the newest music video. Yeah, another. He's like, he's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Sweating it out and trying to do yeah. the finger tapping at the beginning, <laughs> and then coming in at good. the end, the drummer. That was, that was hilarious, man. Love, love that so he gets good. to show off his sense of humor with that. But going back to you and Pistols, man. So was that you on the uh, on the new album Ascension? Nope, not ah. me. The, the album got recorded. Um, the the singer had to leave, and uh, I took over vocal duties like not six or seven months ago. So uh, it's it's honestly a, a, honestly a completely different lineup 
Um, the, the original drummer, the original guitarist are still there, but the new lineup consists of Will James, who is the lead guitarist. He's 22 years old. He's a guitar wow. virtuoso. <laughs> and he kicked, if you saw the show, he kicked off the, the set with a minute and a half guitar solo. Oh, I missed that. Damn. It, it's incredible. <laughs> and we just wanted to put him out there because literally like he's, he, he can hold his own with the best, especially on this card. Yeah. And so we wanted to put him out there and show him exactly what he can do. And then, um, yeah. So it's a it's a really really interesting live show man it's a lot of fun and you're not even close to being done because you're getting ready to go out on the road again with those guys and even cooler and more unique tour going out with ugly kid joe and fozzy man i don't yeah. i don't know who i would be more excited for out of those two bills those two bands i mean for different reasons i'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan so okay, okay. I'm super excited to go out with Chris Jericho and um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I have never seen Ugly Kid Joe live. Yeah, it's been, what, 20 years since they toured in the U.S.? Yeah, something like that. Crazy. So I know that this is going to be a wild ass tour <laughs> because of those two bands. <laughs> like this is going to be the complete opposite of the Alter Bridge Mammoth tour. Yeah, like, yeah. This is going to be wild. And the fact that there are smaller venues and more intimate venues, I think, you know, 800 to 1,000, maybe 1,200, like this has the ability to get very wild very fast. <laughs> I cannot wait, man. And I know you got to be stoked. And you said you're a big wrestling fan. Do you catch Mania this weekend? Or are you going to catch up on it? Funny story. So I'm on a flight back from Reno. I, we did our last show. Uh, I'm flying back to LAX and I'm flying over WrestleMania over, Eng <laughs> over Eaglewood so as it's happening <laughs> for so five. And I can see the fireworks and the lights going off and everything. I'm just looking down like, ah, man. who's getting body slammed right now? Who am I? What am I missing? That was probably Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. I'm only through day one, man. I only got. I won't even day. ruin it for you. It's so much, but so awesome at the same time. And I mean, and yeah, you're going to be out there with Chris Jericho. I mean, I'm sure just yeah. tackling him with stories and questions and try not to get on his list. And <laughs> hey, man, if he pile drives me, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and and then of course, Ugly Kid Joe, man, too. I mean, those great songs so long ago, and then. You know, the singer for that band has a little side hustle, too. He's in a, another project called The Wedding Band. Do you know about no, that? No, I didn't know that. No, no. Uh, Whitford Crane is his name. He's in a right, band okay. called The Wedding Band. It's this little side band that he does when they just play covers. But it happens to be with a guy named Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo. Seriously? Yes. Plus, uh, Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves and, God forbid, on, on guitar, on second guitar. And then the drummer is, I think, Joey Castillo, Castillo from Danzig. So, yeah. Sick. It's a super group. Yeah. But it's they just play, like, cover songs, and they're called The Wedding Band. <laughs> Dude, how do you hire those people for your right, wedding? Right, right. What do they cost to get in the door? But uh, <laughs> but something to, to rap with uh, with him if you get the opportunity to. And, and they play like a bunch of like 70s covers and like not all metal like you would think, like a, like a lot of funk and R&B and stuff. So pretty trippy Actually do weddings or do they like just perform at venues like how does that work i I've, I've i haven't seen any footage of it yet i've just kind of seen and heard about it but i i don't know if they're actually playing weddings they play like 
two, three gigs a year. It's nothing that crazy, but uh, maybe you, you can find out more and let me know. But I'm going to ask him the, the first meeting we have him be like, when can I catch the wedding band? Yeah. Bro? Yeah. Where's it? At least go to a rehearsal or something and hang out just to be in the room yeah. with those guys. But Dude, uh, epic, epic. Speaking of uh, uh, other bands, the first one I learned you th- about through was in the end, the Lincoln Park tribute, playing all the KCAL events, playing the Kager, and then there was another, I was trying to remember, there was some beer tasting thing at Riverside Municipal Auditorium that you guys yep. played as well, but yep. uh, how long has that been going on for now? So we started in the end back in 2018, um, wow. me and my session musician friends, you know, we noticed there was a with Lincoln Park music, live music, and people were dying for live music. And I remember, you know, we're, we're friends with a lot of people that have worked with Lincoln Park and formerly managed Lincoln Park and this and that. And that's a sensitive topic. So I wanted yeah. to make sure that I wasn't doing anything crazy or blasphemous. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my buddy, Barry Squire, who was involved in Lincoln Park back in the day. And I said, dude, I'm thinking about doing this um, just to fill the void. And he said, one of two things is going to happen. Either it, it's going to go really well and you guys are going to be very successful or it's going to be complete blasphemy. <laughs> and luckily so far, it's gone really well because, you know, the intentions are right, dude. Like we give back to mental health awareness nonprofits and um, and we do the music justice and we're just here for the fans. And I mean, so far, so good. We're playing around the country. We're doing, you know, 2000 2,000 rooms, 2,500 rooms, and uh, so far so good. But it, again, it just goes back to the music and uh, uh, the, the lack of, of live performance from Linkin Park, and um, I think we're just filling a little bit of a void for the fans. Yeah, love it and love what you guys are doing and, and doing a great honor and justice to it. I almost, catch, I almost caught that uh, Garden Amp show you guys played few weeks back and I was going to try to make it out to that and it got me to thinking man I wanted to ask you I like to get into little music debates album one versus album two man hybrid theory versus meteor if you had to pick one hybrid theory all the way man yeah honestly bro uh meteora I I love meteora but there's a special place in my heart for hybrid theory and especially um when I got the album my December was not on that album Ah. And then I heard I heard my December like I, I got into hybrid theory and was a big fan of it. Heard the diversity that Chester had very tight music, very, very, you know, dynamic. And then I heard my December and I was hooked not only on Linkin Park, but I was hooked on Chester. Yeah, because that diversity and the emotion that he was evoking in my December versus like one step closer. <laughs> like, how does one do that? Yeah. Yeah. And so and- for me, it was the diversity of hybrid theory and just the raw emotion, man, just had me. Yeah. I mean, what a great voice. And it's funny when I was talking about Chester, it's like he was never going to win any singing con- contest, but you believed every word he said. His pain I was com- real. That's a really good point, man. Um, he, you know, fantastic, one of the best singers in the world. But he wasn't like a theatric singer, no. like uh, like Queen, like none of these. Right. So you're right, man. He wasn't going to win American Idol, <laughs> but he has he had that ability to grab people with his voice and his lyrics and his emotions, and you could see it on stage. And he 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 didn't lack anything, dude. No. 
No. Did you ever get to meet him or hang out with them or rub elbows with them? Nothing. It's crazy, man. No, um, I've met the whole camp. Uh, <laughs> I've met the people that have worked with them. Um, you know, and then the guys with gray days and I've met everyone around Chester, him. but I never got to meet Chester, man. Uh, I, I got like five minutes with him. First Oz Fest, right when one step closer had come out doing a radio interview. I wasn't even the one doing the interview, but just kind of around and, and got a few minutes with him and took a photo with him and the nicest guy, the super sweetheart and such a soft soul, you know? Yeah. Sean has, uh, Sean Dowdell from Grey Days has stories about Chester, um, about how they'd go to the convenience store just to grab gas and a bite to eat. And then Chester would be in there for 30 minutes talking to the <laughs> to the clerk behind the counter. He was just that kind of guy yeah. who, you know, just enjoyed conversation, enjoyed enjoyed people. Uh, just uh, so sad. So sad yeah. that we lost him. Yeah. And, and since you brought it up, we got to talk a little great days. So tell me about getting that phone call and how that all came to be either. So I'm, I met the guys uh, in 2020 right before the pandemic hit. So they released a men's. And I was invited to a private listening party um, over at Loma Vista Studios in downtown L.A. And I had never heard of Great A's before, but um, I had contacts and they invited me to it. And I said, yeah, let's check it out. So I listened to the whole album and um, it was it was amazing that the that was Chester when he was 15, 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So he's still finding his voice, but he also had this soul like this, this R&B, this soul kind of vibe to him that didn't translate to Lincoln Park. <laughs> and it was very, very unique to Grey Days. And I just got hooked on it. And, you know, um, Sean and I exchanged numbers. And we just kind of texted every now and then um, for the next three years. And then in November of 2021, I just got a phone call. And he said, uh, you know, it was Sean. And he said, I'm thinking about doing something live and I can't think of anybody else that i'd want to do it with other than you wow and i said dude that means everything to me and let's respect the project and let's take it slow and let's see how the fans react and um so i had to keep it a secret for like three months and i've been flying in and out of phoenix <laughs> working with these guys and we got in the studio and we just started rapping and it was so good and it just fell together so quickly man and wow. uh so we booked U-Fest, and um, we have yet to do it. We have yet to perform live with me as, as fronting, you know, guest fronting Grey Days. But um, I couldn't be happier, dude. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing honor. Well, it's a huge honor, yeah, like you said, and a commitment to your voice and your performance within the end. Obviously, they, they know you got the goods to do it. Is there plans to do more than that or just kind of taking it one gig at a time? So we... We announced U Fest, and um, all of a sudden, my management started reaching out to me like, hey, um, I've got offers on the table. Do you want to look at them? And so I went to Sean and the boys, and I said, here are the offers. And, uh, you know, we are all being as ex extremely careful and respectful of the project as possible. Right. And we looked at a few of the offers, and we said, okay, so the the two – shows that we would do would be in California. Mm. They'd be headlining shows doing almost the whole entire catalog. And uh, so we booked two shows. It's going to be August 18th at the Canyon Agora Hills. Okay. And it's going to be August 19th at the Canyon Montclair. Beautiful. So these are the only two 
headlining shows booked. It's we want to keep it special. We want to keep it respectful of the project and Chester's original intention of it. So we're literally, as of right now, it's just these two headlining shows in California at Canyon Club, Agora Hills, and Canyon Club, Montclair. Beautiful out in the IE. I can't wait to see it out in Montclair, dude, in our hood. And, and we can certainly do a round two closer to that and plug that. Dude, show that's well. one of the reasons why I thought of you because, first of all, you guys have been extremely supportive of In the End. And I absolutely love you guys. And you've been awesome for, for, for everything that you've done, including like the lo- just the community outreach that you do is very unique and special. Yeah. And so when I heard of the Canyon Montclair, I was like, I bet you, I bet you KCAL would be interested in this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly do this for the pistols right now and then maybe do something later for, for Gray Days and and uh, promote that show as well. And I imagine that's just going to be the Gray Days catalog. You're not going to jump into any LP tunes on that show, right? No, it's it's Very- Gray Days, um, Gray Days front to back. We have a, a Depeche Mode tribute band called Devotional that's coming oh, out because yeah. that was one of Chester's favorite bands. And so the whole night is just to honor, you know, the, the early career of Chester. And um, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be super fun. I'll right. tell you something, dude. Chester's 15, 16-year-old voice could do a lot. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And it is it is a, a lot of fun for a dude that's over 30 to try to perform <laughs> Chester at 15, 16 years old. Man, holy crap. <laughs> dude, Chris, I appreciate it all the time. I got one last band to bug you about. You're talking to old school radio station. We do every night at 10 p.m. mandatory Metallica, which you're going to be saw. a part of. So I'm kind of curious, man. If, if you know, You're talking about singing all this Chester material and Pistols at Dawn. If you had to do a Metallica cover... What would you want to do, man, if you, if you were going to rock a Metallica tune? Dude, that's a really... So, Injustice for All is okay. probably my favorite album. And the, and I'm not saying that I could, because <laughs> his voice was way more dynamic back then, just like Chester's. I'd probably do something off of Injustice for All. Mm, black End, what are you thinking? I had the Beholder. Yeah, he's got to look at the track question. <laughs> Let me look at this. And justice for all. Shortest straw. What was the first? One of the first albums. What are the first songs that I heard? Black um, one, of course. I'd go. I'd go for black and check this shit. This is cool. Oh, sorry. With the big fade in. This was on. So I. I. Uh, I was uh, I was probably twelve or thirteen years old, living in Dallas, Texas, and Dallas had a had a radio station called the Eagle, mm-hmm. and the Eagle had mandatory Metallica, just like you have it. Right. Every it would be like ten to midnight um, on Saturdays or Sundays, and one of the first songs that I heard on mandatory uh, on uh, the Eagle was Blackened, and so I'd probably nail that. Not the guitars. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, ironically, that was the first tune I heard from my friend's uh, sister playing, and I just heard that swell kick in, and then the drum beat, and was like, what the hell is that? And I had to go down the hall and figure it out. Love it's it, insane. man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch guitar from that song, but I'll yeah. take the vocals for it. Oh, I, I think I could play the bass in that song because there is none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can play the whole album on bass. <laughs> it's about the extent of my bass playing skills. 
glad we got to chat and catch up and thanks for reaching out and, and we'll certainly keep in touch man and i can't wait to see thanks, you thanks bro Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety. Available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.